Hey there, did you know to Ellen Back is a part of Autostraddle.com? Yes, I sure did. Autostraddle is the most popular website for LGBTQ women and non-binary people. Part of what allows Autostraddle to run is the A-plus membership, which is more than a membership. It's a community of friends that make Autostraddle possible. I know some of you who are listening are already supporting us, and for that, we are so grateful. I also know from our Best and Worst Moments survey that 78% of you are not A-plus members, and I would love if you could join. A-plus members care so deeply about building queer community that they put their fucking money on the table and make it possible for Autostraddle to exist. You know, it's kind of like other podcasts will be like, hey, support us on Patreon and you get stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is like our version of that. But it's not just for this podcast. It's for autoshuttle.com as a whole. It is life affirming, important, very needed. It's like the planet, but inclusive, representative of our community and on the Internet. And unlike the one million dollar pair to tart, A plus starts at just a dollar a week. And I hope that you will join A plus if you haven't already, because your support can help make sure that the writers and creators at Autostraddle can keep doing their amazing work which is more important now than ever. Yes, so just go to autoshuttle.com to become an A-plus member right now. Just do it right now. You can just do it right now. Do it later, but don't forget. You'll get a monthly newsletter, which sometimes contains really funny conversations we had about this podcast. So, and it's all on the website, so you can go read all of the past newsletters too once you join A-plus, which you're going to do right now. Hit pause. Sign up right now. Make sure we can keep doing our best queer gay work. So just go to autoshuttle.com, join A+, then come back and listen to this episode. Thank you so much. Yes. We love you. Goodbye. I mean, don't, not goodbye. I mean, the episode is, if this is at the beginning of the episode, then it's about to start. And if it's in the middle, then you've got half left. So don't, don't leave for real. Yeah. Listen to the whole episode. Yeah. Listen to the whole, I mean, I don't, I feel like it gets pretty funny at the end. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. Hi, I am Reese. And I am Carly. <laughs> and this is To, to Ellen Back. back. <laughs> We're doing great. We're all doing great. We're doing great. Um, you guys all doing great there at home? I bet you're I doing hope, great. I hope everyone's doing great or at least doing yeah. as, as well as that. You know, we're all doing our best. We're all doing our best. That's what yeah. Brene Brown would say. Just well, assume everyone else is doing their best. Maybe this you know, pandemic will be the thing that finally gets me into Brene Brown. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it might be. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? It's always nice to have a wealthy white woman with a lot of <laughs> self-help ideas, you know, <laughs> in your life. Mm, on second thought. <laughs> I um, mean, I enjoy her, but you know, yeah. this isn't a Brene Brown podcast, although there are plenty. <laughs> um, this is not one of those. I have found her work. I have found her work useful. Okay. What is this podcast if it's not a Brene oh, Brown podcast? Right. This is, this is not a Brene Brown podcast. This is... Um, a podcast about the L Word, which is a television program that aired from 2004 to 2009, following the lives of glamorous lesbians in Los Angeles, California, where we both live but can't leave our houses. So it's slightly less glamorous for mm -hmm. us currently yeah. than it was for them. But only slightly. Correct. Yeah, just slightly. Um, and this is a podcast wherein we are recapping every episode mm -hmm. once a week until uh -huh. we run out of episodes. 
Yeah. And then it'll be over. Then it'll be over and so. you can just go back and listen to them again. And you can kind of chart our yeah. like descent into madness over the right, course yeah. of seasons <laughs> three and four. Um, every time I go and, you know, we've discussed many times on this podcast how we both like to go back and then listen to the episodes. Yeah. Um, every time I hit play on a new episode, I, I wonder how we're going to say hello. Because that's the thing I always forget. <laughs> like what, like how crazy we sound. What, what version of our hellos did we do this time? It's always exciting. Yeah. This one's, yeah, I'm going to be little, excited about this thrill. one on Monday. You yeah. got to be satisfied. You got to be satisfied by these little yeah. kicks. But you know what? I'm really glad that we're doing season four now because. Can you imagine if we were doing season, season three? Season three is so, <gasps> yeah. Like I, if we had to do season three remotely, I feel like that would be so fucking bleak. You oh, know? I would be so depressed on top of my existing depression. <laughs> <laughs> At least season four is like weird. Even when it's Season bad, it's like interesting. It's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> it's great. It's fun. I'm still amazed that I like was so stalwart about hating it so much. Yeah. No, I, I I always enjoyed season four. There was a time I thought it was my favorite season, which I'm hold I'm gonna hold off on making mm. that claim until we are done rewatching all of them. But yeah, I don't know. So today we've got episode four oh eight. It's called Lexington and Concord. Why? Oh, I have a theory. Okay. Do you? Well, first of all, everyone at home should know that um, I lived in Concord for a year um, because my dad was doing a fellowship at Harvard in fourth grade. And we were very into history as a family. And also this country is very into its own history. That's true. And we're talking about Concord, Massachusetts here, not Concord, New Hampshire, which is the capital of New Hampshire. Ask me any capital. I know them. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. I've learned all the world capitals, too. That's useful information. Yeah, actually, it really helps me when I read the news to like know where things are. I yeah. feel like if you're I ever like on Jeopardy and there's like a yeah. capitals category, exactly. you'd crush yeah, it. Yeah, it's coming handy in a lot of crosswords, actually. Oh, totally. And I, yeah. And maybe one day I'll be able to like go to a place, go visit some of those places. Yeah. Yeah. Someday, maybe. I hope. Speaking of places you can visit, um, Lexington, which is the town right next to Concord, like we would play them in soccer, I think. Um, those are the two locations of the first battles of the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it's a really intense stretch towards referencing Tasha and Alice. Like this is these are their first battles about war. Oh God, I hate that. Uh, yeah, but I don't know what else it could possibly be referring to. Right. I mean, if you think about Lexington Concord, you think like. What, what was it, 1776 or whatever? It was like a really long time ago. It was like a really long time ago. And like <laughs> we, we don't, we're not like brainiacs. So 408, Lexington and Concord, written by Eileen Chaikin and directed by Jamie Babbitt, one of my Ooh. personal favorite directors, was so yeah. excited to see her name on this episode, completely forgot she had directed episodes of The L Word. She did, and she's also right now working on the League of Their Own TV adaptation. Yes, and directed uh, one of my favorite films, uh, but I'm a cheerleader. Wow, I one literally, my, my brain just broke. And I, we hadn't even talked about that on this podcast, the classic film, until just last week. So it was sort of right. prescient. It's um, my fave Les Flick of all time. I think it's mine too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. It holds up. Um a lot of her work has inspired a lot of my work, uh, even though I haven't made a lot of work, but I'm inspired. Anyway, this originally aired February 25th, 2007. Shall we get into it? Um, 
Yeah, we shall. Let's do it. So, uh, did Jenny get a perm? Okay. So, first of all, (laughs) Jenny's perm. First of all, the perm. So, I thought, okay, so the hair threw me off so much that I Uh thought that the whole thing was a dream, that she was going to wake up a second time at the end because the hair threw me off and, like, the dress was like an old timey (laughs) nightgown. It totally threw me off. You thought the whole episode was a dream? No, no, no. Just the cold open. Like, okay, so here's what happens Jenny's asleep. And right. she's got like long curly black hair. She's like a full on yeah. perm. She's this is the mm-hmm. most Jewish she's ever looked. And we can say that because yeah. we're Jewish. Yeah, um, she's dressed like a precious moments doll. Yeah, she's wearing like a, a doily of a nightgown. And she's like walking she has and a holding, garden of flowers. Like a whole garden of flowers. And then she places the flowers on <laughs> Sounder's grave. <laughs> and now the rock that was placed there before is now this like huge stone that <laughs> has a star of david on it and uh-huh. says sounder yeah first of all i just want to say like mazel to sounder for becoming jewish before passing away i know i had no idea sounder was jewish yeah i really love that you I know they don't have a ton sounder. of jewish characters on this show but i think that it's good well, there's very few um, jewish dogs on television and i think that was true. a big leap forward that's in true the, not a lot of jewish lesbians not a lot of jewish dogs <laughs> but one thing that i feel like is a little bit interesting about this scene is that then <laughs> Sounder like an animatronic dog I can't say that word but you know what I mean dog arm shoots out of the dirt it's like the horror movie trope where like the undead hand rises from the grave through the dirt yeah. it's, but it's a fucking paw an uh-huh. animatronic Sounder paw and Jenny starts screaming and then the paw scratches at her arm and like fucks her up and then she wakes up (gasps) what that was (laughs) i on okay somehow i forgot this episode existed like everything that happens in this episode i barely remembered or i or at least didn't remember that they were all together in one oh i there oh there's uh, some parts of this that i for sure remembered there's like i remembered like kit and poppy and i remembered like Tasha and Alice, but I didn't realize I didn't never couldn't place where any of those things happened. I just remember right. that they happened. So this episode was like this cold open, like it felt like it came out of nowhere. <laughs> and I was like laughing hysterically because I was like, what on earth horror movie is this? Like, and also though, on like a story level, um Well, the cold open has absolutely nothing to do with this episode. Right. Because also what it seems to be setting up is like Jenny is deeply disturbed by her own actions. Like she is remorseful she feels terrified and scared of herself and what she's capable of she's having nightmares about this dog she actually says like i'm gonna i'm worried i'm gonna rot in hell or something in this yeah like she's really consumed by this clearly but then it's never brought up in the episode and in this episode she starts is is sort of the beginning of the more like sociopathic yeah not literally but like you know the new direction they take with jenny where she's like jenny joins new directions and yeah jenny um, joins new directions and they do a cover of adele (laughs) <laughs> songs but and okay so it. it so she wakes up at the end in the same hair and nightgown as she is in the beginning but the part in the beginning so so in real life jenny in real life of the story permed right. her hair and the then story we is don't, real life well yes jenny is a real she has it pulled back later i know but i thought the hair perm scene i just thought the hair was part of the dream and then i realized mm-hmm. it wasn't and then i didn't know 
why they did that. Why did they do that? Big day for wigs. Big day for wigs. I mean, the hair department had a lot <laughs> to do. <laughs> yeah, they had a, a very busy day over it. Long over list of wigs. stuff. Yeah. Uh, wigs.com. Then we go to um, Bet and Tina's for a little morsel of Bet and Tina for oh all the people at home. For all the people uh, at home who want them to get back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Tina's in Beth's living room, formerly her own living room, but you know, and they're there. She's there to do an Angelica handoff pickup situation that they so frequently do, but they're chatting and drinking tea or something. They're chatting about less girls. I wish they were drinking potion and then they became really big like in Alice in Wonderland. Okay, weird. I just watched Alice in Wonderland last night. Like the <laughs> oh, original, really? the original animated Version. so you agree right you think it yes i do agree i forgot how wacky that movie was i was like right. well i got obviously got high and then watched it yeah and i was like this is i can't believe i've never done this before that describes les girls as over the top and fun like she seems yeah at some point that we've transitioned from talking about an article to talking about a book and i don't know when that happened it's not the book clear. hasn't come out yet right but they talk about buying the book later Right. I mean, maybe they're buying it ahead of time based on the excerpt. Which is but... normal. That's a normal thing that happens. Yeah, that is normal. Um, but it for their conversation, it's a little unclear. Um, but I'm just so surprised that Bet is like, oh, it's it's fiction. Like she yeah. seems way more chill about the whole thing than I would have expected. Maybe because she's an appreciator of art. She is an appreciator of art. It also could be that maybe she is madly in love with Jody and nothing is bothering her right now. That's true. Tina's she, worried yeah. that Tina's like, is is Nina really what people think of me? And it's like, that's like, uh, no, which reminds <laughs> me a lot of when I was in high school, I wanted to buy a T-shirt that said okay. all girls body shop open 24 hours. And I wasn't sure if I should buy it. I was not out yet. I would have said, I would have said no. Yeah, so I asked my friend whose name is Nina. And I was okay. like, my straight friend in high school. And I was like, should I get this shirt? do you think it'll make people think the wrong thing about me? And yeah. her response was basically like, uh, like kind of like that. Anyway, I did buy the shirt and it was very gay <laughs> and I do have photos of it anyway. And you are gay to this day. To this day. Yes. I remain mm -hmm. just as gay, if not gayer. Just, yeah. So they both say they still love each other, which to me, I'm like, of course they do. Like you, yeah. if when you're with someone for that long, of course they still love each other. That wasn't yeah, surprising to me at all. No, not at all. Um, and then um, Tina says a thing that I remember very distinctly, which is she talks about like how she misses being surrounded by women and like being a part of this thing. I miss being surrounded by women and feeling part of something so secret and special. It's funny when she says she likes being part of something so secret and special because I'm like, mm, like it's West not Hollywood. secret anymore. <laughs> it's not a secret anymore. The show's on. All right. We're all watching this. Yeah. It's not a secret. Everyone knows about the glamorous lesbians in L.A. now. It's public information. Exactly. Um, but I thought that was really cute and also yeah. like touching. Like it, you can tell that it's like because I think that people, you know, you, it's really easy to reduce sexuality to who you fuck or who you date. Yes. But it's also it's not that it's so many. It's so much more than that. Yeah. You know? She was like she's had to hang out with so many straight people and they all have been bad. We all know that Henry is dull as shit and he sucks and his friends are terrible and homophobic. Mm -hmm. And so. Correct. Tina's like she's worried she made a mistake and like 
She like she, the, the, she misses her life with Bet. She misses their like inside jokes and their like references. And I'm like, yeah, I totally get that. Like that's like yeah, that like intimacy of being with someone for such a long time, and then also just like being in this community of queer people, mm-hmm. queer women mostly. Is, yeah, and uh, they're all very attractive and yeah, funny it's hard and to be dynamic. All it's different hard, personalities. It's hard to go from having really hot friends to not having really hot friends. I'd have to yeah. assume I've never, once I got hot friends, I never ungot hot friends. <laughs> never went back. Um, then uh, they, they're they like hugging. They're holding each other. It looks like something might happen, but oh, Jody's here. Hi, it's, it's Jody. Jody. And uh, Angelica is learning sign language also. I thought this scene was adorable. Um, yeah, it was When cute. Angelica was like signing to Jody. Yeah. And they're Jody like, she, she just picked it up. Like kids are so observant and smart with language. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so such a like wonderful little thing to include. I love that. Yeah, I love that too. But of course, Tina's like, oh, you must be spending a lot of time here. Um, womp, womp. Which was a dig. But I will say in honestly, everybody in the scene acted very mature. Considering so what we've seen of Bet and Tina both separately in the past and how they can get at the other one when they're fighting mm-hmm. or like dating someone else. I thought everyone was very mature and that was really nice. Even that line from Tina about you must be spending a lot of time here. She delivered it in a way that made me not get instantly mad at her. Like she was like kind about it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So then we go to a Dunkin' Donuts commercial that's happening (laughs) at Shenny's. On a porch, on a porch swing. Because when you know it's a long afternoon in Los Angeles and you just want to satisfy your hunger and thirst for a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee, some donuts, and some conversation I mean, about sexual fluidity. It's so true. Also, Dunkin' Donuts was not a thing in LA until a few years, like until after I lived here. Like there was like one Dunkin' Donuts for like the longest time because it was such an East Coast thing. Maybe this is what started the Dunkin' Donuts revolution. Oh my God. This is what convinced Dunkin' Donuts to branch westward. I would destroy a donut right now. I was literally talking about donuts when I was high and watching Alice <laughs> last night with Robin. And I, we were just like, we haven't had donuts in a while. So basically, Paige is like, You're not the first woman I've ever been with. You're not the first straight girl I've been with. So basically, um, Paige has never had a girlfriend before, but she identifies as sexually fluid. And she's been with uh, women. Um, yeah. And then they have this like super nuanced discussion about the difference between boys and girls, blah, blah, blah. I like I liked checked, it. Uh, I checked out a tiny bit. They're cute together, okay. but like the conversation they used they used the R word. I checked out. <laughs> yeah, they did <laughs> that, do was that. that was bad. And, yeah, bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically it's the the sum of it is that Paige is saying, like, oh, I want to date women. I don't want to date men. Like I've just had enough of men or whatever. And Shane is like, oh, it's not any better with women. And this is like a common conversation, right? Yes. Um, but I think that what Paige is talking about, which I still stand by, I think is true, that it is easier to talk about your feelings with women than it is to talk. It's not like your relationships are less likely to be unhealthy or toxic or right. fall apart or that you're not like that stuff is all still just as likely. But there are some things that are like different. But yeah. um, Shane is like, uh, no, it won't be any better. Like, yeah. and then Paige is like, you're projecting your own feelings about how bad you are at relationships on all women. So whatever, yep. I don't care. And I thought that they handled that really well. And yep. then, um, and then Paige is like, I'm not expecting a relationship. Just kidding. Like we'll be married in a week or whatever. And then Shane calls yeah. her a dyke and it was really funny. <laughs> it was really funny. I, I enjoyed that. that. Except for the, uh, R word. Yeah. Usage. Not, not great. 
at the planet they're unveiling a giant a banner gigantic banner it's and kid porter kid fucking porter banner and it also says bareback on the correct banner. me <laughs> i it's my understanding carly tell me tell me that, what you're uh, bareback refers to having anal sex without a condom i uh, that is also how i have known that term throughout my days well, um but it seems like they're using it, it out there differently here based on the like song about lyrics la- later because they say bareback lover and that's repetitive well yeah but they also it sounds like they're using bareback to mean like we're like having like r- rougher sex bleh, or something huh. based on the lyrics. that's what i got from the lyrics and not that like using that term correctly but straight people i don't know yeah it was wild poppy shows up she's she's got like a femme look today yeah it's, and she's cute. Yeah, she's cute. And she says that Tasha's mom is Kit's biggest fan. Which and I then loved. Angus tries to talk and it's stupid. Oh and my then- God. She makes fun of how he talks. She's like, <laughs> yeah. how he says like, dude and stuff. Yeah, she's like, fucking bummer, dude. There's a part where like basically like everything Kit, every signal Kit is sending to Angus is like, I hate you die. And he is <laughs> yeah. not picking up on a single bit of it, which is mm-hmm. incredible to watch. Right. Also, if you've just cheated on your girlfriend and her sister and her sister's ex both know about it, I would maybe think, hmm, I wonder if that's what she's upset about, you know? Yeah, you, you, would, you would probably be thinking about that, wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. We should have had a serial cheater on this episode to give us insight into what <laughs> Angus's mind here. <laughs> Um, there's something about the way Poppy said it that reminded me of someone, something else, but I am never going to remember what it is. But anyway, is it Kit, the Californian sketch on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. So anyway, Kit sort of jokes that like this could be Poppy's lucky night lucky because night. she's so mad at Angus and Poppy seems to really believe that it could be. Poppy's into it. I don't Poppy know if she's very into it. Yeah. I don't know if she thinks Kit might be bi or... I don't know. Or maybe she just knows that her powers, her circular powers will enchant people. Absolutely. I think that her powers transcend sexual orientation or sexuality, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, at least according to Poppy, but also probably according to our chart. Then we go back to bets. And you know what is happening in this scene, Carly, that I noticed because of our conversation last week with Liana? They're cutting off their hands. (laughs) It's all I could see. I feel like yeah. I have learned so much. I have like a new way of viewing these scenes now. Yes. And that's only yeah. going to help me in life. And I feel so thankful right. to like have that information in my head now. It's all I yeah. could see. That absolutely the cam- the framing of the camera is so that a hearing audience can view the scene and that a deaf audience cannot. Correct. That, yeah. Without subtitles. And that is yeah. maddening. Yeah, I just thought that 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 sucked. And also another thing I was noticing because another thing, if you haven't listened to our episode from last week, you should listen to it because we had Liana on it and she gave us a lot of insight into like how ASL is portrayed on television and stuff like that. Um, and I also like I had watched cause one of the things we found out was that like the idea that deaf people are able to like lip read everything is completely false. Like it's actually really difficult and uncommon for someone to be able to and so I was looking, I was paying attention to like Beth's mouth too when she was like yeah. talking. And I was like, it's very difficult. Like she's not 
I don't know. I was just like, wow, this would be really hard to actually try to le- le- like legitimately read her lips at this Especially moment. Especially like live, like while you're in a conversation right. with someone trying to read their lips, process mm-hmm. the information and then be able to participate in the conversation. Like it's right. hard enough if I'm like watching a TV show or something or trying mm-hmm. to like observe something from afar that where you don't need to immediately react to it and try to lip read. But like in the moment, it's that's wild. Yeah. So Bet um, is like, Oh, this is, is this when they're by the pool? They're by the pool. They're outside. And Bet is trying to like find the words to tell her how she feels. Um, mm-hmm. And she is like mesmerized by Jody's beauty and is so <laughs> into her and she can't fucking handle it, which is a really wonderful look on Bet fucking Porter. Um, it sure is. We never get to see her like this. And it is honestly charming. But she's like, I can't do this. She's like, I'm really nervous and vulnerable being so into you. When I know that, like, you're still seeing other people. In fact, um, Jody has I feel a like date I've had a, tonight. Yeah, she has a date that night. I felt the first time I saw the scene, I did not relate to Bat at all, but this time I definitely did, and I was like, mm-hmm, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Like she's just scared to make a big investment, and then she's like, I'm just not evolved enough, which goes back to the idea that like being poly is more evolved than being monogamous when they're both equally evolved. <laughs> There's no discussion of being evolved involved <laughs> right. in this <laughs> right um yeah, but people often say things like that when they're yeah i'm sure i said mm-hmm. that 10 years ago i'm sure i was saying oh, yeah. in 2007 like i'm not evolved enough to do that yeah so she doesn't know what to do yeah and jody right? has a date and she's like oh i'll t- cancel my date tonight and bet's like no like this feels like high school it's like dramatic yeah. um bet at one point like stands up and like turns and starts talking to a bunch of plants and then jody can't see her face anymore and she's like oh yeah. um <laughs> which I laughed at. Um, and she just feels super jealous when she thinks of Jody with other people and she doesn't want to be that person. And then um, mm-hmm. Jody starts to like touch her hair, touch Bet's hair. And then the scene just like ends abruptly, which was super weird. I thought it was a really abrupt ending to that scene. I didn't notice that. It was maybe because I was just already so excited about what was about to come. We are about to enter one of the best scenes ever. <laughs> yeah, this, this um, deserved for sure at least like to be nominated for the booker prize you know at least a cable ace award <laughs> yeah yeah at least a cable ace award at least an espy i think this deserved an espy <laughs> you know i mean it involves sports in a way yeah someone kicking in a photograph yeah that's a sport that's, that's, that's a sport. sport adjacent so <laughs> um Grace, we open with the discussion of, I believe, Grace's webpage on our chart. Yeah, it's Grace's our chart profile. Mm-hmm. The scene, I think, starts with the screen showing mm-hmm. us that absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. profile. Perfect. I mean, oh, my God. Imagine this. A young woman mm-hmm. wearing giant pants and a <laughs> tiny tank top. Yep. Proportions completely Kicking. to hell. <laughs> kicking at the camera because she's a tough girl kicking, and then doing it six more pictures from the same photo shoot underneath it yep um we, she's a leo yep and that's why she's kicking you know she doesn't take yeah. anyone's shit exactly she doesn't take anyone's shit like she's, she's like i'm a lion nah. uh and um it's just a really special piece of internet art it's, it's just a really nice I, I would recommend Everyone takes a moment to look at it and to think about the internet and what it was and what it could be. I'm sure it'll be, this will be in our 
Instagram and Twitter posts about. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure anytime we post about this, I'm sure we will be using this image because it is excellent. Iconic. Truly iconic. The our chart logo, also iconic. Yeah, it's a totally different logo than, than we've, we've seen in the past seen. and that we're going to see in the future. It's like, um, it's very like pink sofa. Like it has like a, a very like 2003 planet out vibe oh, to it. Oh, bless. Like with a little, it's all, oh God, it's just, it's wonderful. I mean, Max is impressed by Max her ability to just like, put pictures into her profile, which by the way, this is not what the profiles look like on our chart. You can only put in one picture. No. Was your profile picture? Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, that was like Remember? one of the weird things about it. I was like, why can't you put more? Yeah, pictures? I'm like, I have. Other it would have crashed the site, probably. Yeah, that would have crashed the site. If everybody got two photos, it wouldn't have even. <laughs> um, would have been bananas. So what this is is a job interview because mm-hmm. Max needs to hire an intern, an unpaid Correct. intern. We are presumably in the shed because I saw weights. And I yes, also clocked a uh, catastrophe poster on the wall. Oh, I didn't notice that. I was too busy thinking about Grace's former um, <laughs> dance troupe. Her dance ensemble um, from the Bay Area. Her dance ensemble from the Bay Area uh, called Homo Erectus. Get it? Wow. And the reason she you found our it? chart is because she was looking for music for said dance ensemble. <laughs> and somehow that led her to our chart.com. Uh-huh. That's, the, that's the beauty of the internet. It's just like, you know, you're looking for one thing and then wow. you find Max. And then you find Max and I guess a job posting for an unpaid internship. Yeah, which you're, which you're into. From this point forward, the conversation <laughs> goes into a pile of mud. It's <laughs> terrible. Like, what? <laughs> what? First, Max, uh, Max like, basically congratulates her on doing a great job with her profile. That's like right. if somebody... I love your your page. If somebody looked at my Twitter and they were yeah. like, I'm so impressed with it. I love what I you love did with it. I love the little I'm bird. Like, I'm like, what? I It's what? And she, and Grace is like, well, there's really like rudimentary tools, which mm-hmm. is like, I get that you're like trying to show Max that you know computer things, but also right. kind of a dig. <laughs> yeah, and also... Max doesn't know computer things and neither do you. All you guys say is just words that someone found in it's a, like, totally, a big yeah. book of computers. We're going to do like a serious upgrade. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She floated for Infotech in the Bay. Um, sure. But she left, she left San Francisco for work because there's more dancing here in LA. But she doesn't care for LA. And the reason is... There are pretty much no butch women in LA. You think so? Well, no culture, no community. Everyone's all into high fashion. As if those things are mutually exclusive. I mean, that's only one of many problems with this. One of many. Um, and then it says female masculinity isn't celebrated here. Um, has she noticed the two? Has she been on the chart? Has she seen the two most popular uh, people on the chart? Has she noticed that at all? Has she looked at them at all? I mean, Poppy and Shane aren't butch, but they no. are. They are examples of a certain degree of female masculinity. I Absolutely. Um, and. Yeah, she also, and then <laughs> also says that she's a total geek, which I just really feel like is important to note. Right? Yeah, you should know that she's like, such I a geek dance, that apparently no one taught her geek. how to speak. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, we never see her dance. Spoiler, guys, we're never going to see this bitch <sighs> dance. So then, Grace asks Max. She's talking like there's no culture, there's no community. Everyone's into high fashion. Female masculinity isn't celebrated here. Is that why you became a man? <laughs> Where do we even begin? And then they make 
45 minute very intense eye contact uh-huh like max i i feel so bad like he never stands up for himself you well know? he actually like, did here a little bit a little yeah, bit. a little bit he, he corrects like, her no. he's like i am a man right and he does say that which is that sentence alone was like wow max really stood up for himself thank you show right you know like um you know, she's like, people transition for all different reasons and they're all legitimate as far as I'm concerned, which basically she's saying like, oh, so that is why you became a man. Um, and it's cool, yeah, with but me. it's fine. Yeah, it's cool with me that you're doing it. Like she doesn't she does not actually care about his experience. Like she's still married to her own story about this. She absolutely isn't listening to a word he's saying. She's just like yeah. waiting to interject with her next thought. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think this plays into the uh you know, into everything, into how trans men were perceived and talked about in the lesbian community, because this is a girl sitting there saying, like, I'm into butch women, I'm into like female masculinity, and therefore, um, like, a trans man is basically that. Right. She's equating the two in a way that is... Even though he's not female. Shitty. Really shitty. Mm -hmm. uh, then they discuss the job. It's an internship. There's no money. She's cool with it. She just loves rchart.com. Um, Max does <laughs> mention sentiment. that Alice is putting together a business plan for investors, is which she? is so cute. Like, I'm so sure that's what Alice is doing. <laughs> Maybe she met Brooke at a party. <laughs> oh, this is a different Brooke, you guys. Not the Brooke that Max dated before. No, not Brooke. This is the Brooke who helped us write Brooke our from business the mall. plan. <laughs> from oh. which we netted uh, zero investments to this day. Um. Then we go to a fancy hotel. Fancy hotel. Fancy hotel. Um. Helena's getting a pedicure. Yeah. Her children are present. Alice when he is got present. into Yado. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Though I fucking believe in Winnie. I bet she's a great playwright. Good for her. You know. Good for her. I love this. I love Yado for her. I love this for for Winnie. I don't know about this Catherine character. I have a lot of questions. For, for Catherine, first question, what are your intentions with one Helena Peabody? That's what I would like to ask her. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Alice also has a lot of questions. And she does. A lot of really good questions. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And Helena basically explains everything away as like, it's a rich people thing. I was like, honestly, that would get me to shut up. I'm like, okay, sure. Maybe this is normal. <laughs> Maybe the, all of this weird rich, is weird rich people shit that I'll never understand. And Helena is like... I want to watch my kids tonight. Catherine shows up as a surprise. She's supposed to go to Mallorca, but then she couldn't because of some pig farmers in Milwaukee, this which I think is her no making sense. fun of the Midwest or yeah, something. Yeah, she makes fun of the I mean, Midwest. She looks great, but she's Shh. a dick. And then she says that like they need to go to this poker game tonight. She or thinks Alice is, is the babysitter, which is hilarious. Right. Yeah. Um, Alice Alice's is like, like, my kids are here. Alice is like, I'm leaving and leaves as awkwardly as possible. Mm -hmm. And then Helena, she's like, we're going to play poker. Um, we got to get a sitter for the kids. And Helena's like, no, I'm I, I never get to see my kids. I'm spending time with my kids tonight. I'm even like not going to Kit's record release party at the planet to <laughs> hang out with my kids tonight. And I think the kids would have loved the record release party for I, I, I would have loved it. I think it went really well. I mean, we're not there yet. So we're not we don't there yet, but I think anything. it was a huge success. But it was quite a party. It was, quite, it was a huge success. Yeah. Quite the party. <laughs> um, so Catherine's just like, no, nope, we're playing poker. I have just a lot of questions for Catherine. What are What's you, your deal? What's your deal? Do you actually like Helena or is all of this a bit? I don't I truly don't know what her deal is. Anyway, mm -hmm. we're not going to get any answers to that right now. So we go to Shenny's. 
Shane's all dressed up. They both, the way the light is, they always have great light around Paige, you know? Always. It looks like it's the golden hour. They're both shimmering and radiant. Yeah. And uh, so Shane's all dressed up. Paige is all dressed up. They're going on a date. Um, they have a punky, they have a goth punk Love the goth punk babysitter. <laughs> Shane's like, what the fuck? And Paige is like, she's fine. So don't worry about it. Let's go. Yeah, she's like, she's fine. She's been babysitting for him for years. That's so terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Shane usually doesn't make jokes. That was a good one. I know. So anyway, they're going out to the record release party. Surprise. Who else is going to the record release party, Carly? Um, As a matter of fact, the entire cast. <laughs> but first, we're going to go see Alice because Tasha has arrived at her apartment with flowers. And Alice is like, oh, that's sweet and traditional. You're old fashioned. I love it. And they kiss. And mm-hmm. Tasha adorably has one of Kit's albums that she wants yeah. her to sign. So she can give it to her mother, which is so cute. Yeah, she's like, would I be the like biggest geek if I asked Miss Porter to sign this? And Alice is like, yeah, if you call oh. her Miss Porter. Ah, uh, Tasha, I love you. So then we cut to the planet parking lot? Right, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming your facial expression is the same that mine is, which is, what is this enormous parking lot in the middle of West Hollywood that is not even partially occupied? I mean, we are, we are the whole fucking country is on lockdown right now. And the Whole Foods parking lot is still three-fourths full. There is no... I mean, I know that's a grocery store, but I'm saying, like, there's no... no of course. All of the parking lots are full. And all of the parking... Lo- there's no parking lot that is, like, just for the planet. Come on. It would be sharing that <laughs> no, lot... Never. With 14 other establishments. Mm-hmm. It would be valet only. But they Yeah, pull- it would cost, like, $15. It's valet... Yeah. The actual planet... Like the Earth Cafe that it was based on, which is not a nightclub. It's just a restaurant a with cafe. overpriced salads. <laughs> you can't park there. You have to get valet. You can't park yep. in a lot there. Yep. Uh, most place in, places in West Hollywood that are bars, restaurants, etc. do not have mm-hmm. dedicated lots. So they pull into the lot and I my jaw dropped. I was like, what? <laughs> um, I was like, are they at the mall, which also doesn't have an outdoor flat no. I mean, you have to go into the parking structure. You have, you have to pay, by the way, to park at Anywhere. the mall. Also, the parking lot that they pulled into looked like something in like Eagle Rock or Highland Park. I was just like, this yes. is not in West Hollywood. Anyway, whatever. Mm-mm. We're getting a little too inside West Hollywood baseball. Um, anyway, they're like ridiculously early for this event. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, what should we do with all this free time? We know what they're going to do. Bone Town in the car. Bone Page has a really cool car. It's like a really old car. And it has one of those front seats that's just a big bench, like a back seat. But it's front seat. And that's way more conducive to what they're about to do. Correct. It's great. Um, I would say personally, I would go into the back seat anyway, just because there's like... It's less visible to the world. Yeah. But you know what? To each their own. To each their own. Then we cut to what appears to be a casino. Where uh, are they? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Who Catherine and say? Helena are all dressed up. They look nice. And Catherine is leading Helena into a room labeled poker room in gigantic letters. <laughs> so they're at the poker game. We'll get back uh-huh. to that. It looked like a cruise ship. It totally uh, looked like honestly. a cruise ship. Yeah. The next scene opens with a song I thought I was never going to have to hear again, which was uh, Transformation. Transformation. <laughs> I was really hoping to never hear that again, but alas, yeah. here it is. Back. It, we're at the planet for the big bareback release party. <laughs> um, Tina's sitting with Bet, 
And mm. Tina is like making crazy flirty eyes at Bet. And it is interesting. She thinks Bet's crazy about Jody because mm-hmm. of how she looked at her. You used to look at me like that back in the day. Are you in love with her? Honestly, Tina yeah, is dying inside. insufferable in this scene, but also <laughs> extremely relatable. relatable. <laughs> and uh, she is dying, but has this like big smile plastered on her face. Yes. Which yeah. Is very funny. Yeah. Like she's on an insecurity. She doesn't like seeing Bet with someone else at all. And she's like, why isn't Jody here? And Bet's like, she's deaf. And she's like, what? And she's like, oh. And then she's like, Henry's not here because he's clueless. But then I think Bet is about to tell her the real reason Jody isn't there, which is that she's on a date. Yeah. She's about to tell her but when then, suddenly Jenny comes over to be like, hey, Tina, this is a new Jenny. This is a new personality. This, this is, is a brand new Jenny. Debut. This is like, uh, this is her personality debut party. This is a. <laughs> This is like she was a Westworld and they reprogrammed her. And so she looks the yeah. same, but has like slightly different hair and is now saying totally different words. It's romantic. It's really exciting. So Jenny's like, hey, it's looking good. And you're like, what? She's like, we've got three offers in the mix, but it's like looking really good for Shellen. Jenny's whole vibe in this scene is like, do whatever you want, Tina. It's out of my hands. Like, mm-hmm. which Bet immediately picks up on and like pounces. Um well, first of all, Jenny's agents are coming to the record release party, which is Boo. absolutely insane. Yeah. Do you know how many places I've invited my reps to? Hmm. Zero places. Because why Actually, would I do that? Go places with my agent. But we were also like friends. That's different. And it's literary agents. So maybe that's different. That's different. She, Jenny is not friends with these people. She met them last episode. No. And they yeah, are heterosexual. ridiculous. We'll get to them in a second. Um, and so... Basically, Tina's kind of like, we've got three offers, but like, you're in there. You're one of them. So whatever. Anyway, like they're coming and maybe you should talk to them when they get here. And Bet gets very Bet. Yeah. And she's like, "Um, shouldn't you just choose Tina because she's your friend? And Jenny, to her credit, uh, has a pretty great comeback, which is. Okay. So if I wanted a teaching position at your university, would you automatically hire me because I'm your friend? And that's like, if I were the dean of the English department. <laughs> also, she would never a, fucking hire you, Jenny. But also I think, um, I think that's correct. Yeah. I think especially like for queer women, like if, if like you had three competing offers for your, for my film adaptation of my book that I'm writing, and one of them was queer and my friend. Like, yes, that's who I would go like with, me, maybe. obviously. Yeah, like you. I would pick friend. you. <laughs> I would pick my queer friend, Carly. That's what you have to do because that's what men, are, white, straight white men are constantly doing for yep. each other. They constantly. are constantly helping each other out, hooking each other up mm-hmm. with stuff, throwing each other jobs, throwing each other opportunities. Yeah. And also, why not work with somebody who you know understands what you're talking about, yeah. you know? Um, um, but again, this all is so funny from like when you zoom out and look at it from far away because Tina doesn't want to do this, hates having right. to suck up to Jenny mm-hmm. and now Bet's involved. It's just right. out of control. Um, but yeah, then, uh, then that ends and Jenny's just super hands off as she leaves. She's like, I don't know, Tina, if you like care about this, talk to the agent or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and then Tina is like hearts for eyes, honored, honored, deeply, <sighs> deeply moved that Bet stood up for her. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, Tina, girl." Tina's also getting drunk, so much, which good for yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, she's getting drunk off of uh, 
food coloring water. Their drinks have never looked faker than they do in this scene. Amazing. Never. We quickly cut back to Paige's car where Shane and Paige are hooking up. Yep. They are having sexy sex sex. I remember watching this for the first time um, with Devil Kitty on my tiny little TV that I had in my little room. This is what this is my friend. This was her her MySpace handle that we called her because her actual name her actual name is a very popular name so this was easier it was easier. um yeah yeah it's a, it's all fine she knows um i think she we rewound and watched these scenes the shane and page sex scenes like six times they're good she's they're like wait go back go back go back <laughs> and then she's like i'm gonna watch this more at home and i was like okay there's cool. some there's uh, a lot of sex scenes in this episode and they're all thumbs up good Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go back to the big bareback record release party at the planet. <laughs> big bareback. Where Jenny's agents have arrived and one of them is like, wow, I feel like I'm there in Les Girls. And the other one's like, you really captured it, babe. Which I shrieked. I laughed so hard. So she has three agents. I'm going to, I've given them all names. Okay. There's woman. Correct. Sideburns. Mm-hmm. Glasses. Cyburns is the creepy guy, right? Yes. Okay. So that's what we're going to call them. Um, okay. One of them seems to know Bet. Uh, Glasses seems to know Glasses Bet. Glasses knows Bet. And they talk about art. And Jenny is like rolling her eyes bored, which is so funny. <laughs> Jenny's like, why are people talking about something besides me? She's right like, now. um, hello, hot property. Actually, I love those moments when I like have someone who like is there with me but like it turns out that my friends also know her like i'm like oh this is so cool i love i the know world. i love that you know? i'm like oh interconnectivity the chart get it right yeah speaking of alice and tasha then join them also at this mm-hmm. gigantic table um angus swings by to say hello and he says that kit's nervous and then he walks off and i was like that was unnecessary but great reminder that he's still here yeah, which we didn't need because no one cares because no one likes him. You know, so then, and that's just that's reality. But so then woman agent says to Tina that they loved her proposal, but that Fox Searchlight has a great track record for award winning indie features. She is correct. That is not wrong. <laughs> they do have an incredible uh-huh. track record for award winning indie features. Look it up. Yeah, but, but what about the Enchanted Forest? I, I Twisted Forest. What, I still don't know what that fucking is. And they haven't made it. What about Dylan's documentary? Uh, oh, the one with the lawsuit. Yeah, that was really great. Um, So Tina reiterates the same line from last episode that Shallon is really committed to the integrity of the project, which is Uh totally the thing that you would do if you hated everything that was happening, but you wanted to not get fired from your job. So you just say the same sentence over and over again and hope that you eventually win. So I got that from her big time. Um, And then Bet just interjects herself into this conversation. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I loved it though. Oh, I did too. It was fantastic. I was like, I'm so glad. This is so nice. You know, Tina loved it too. Um, bet, but what a thing she said. Whoa, the thing she says. But I, I don't think um, that maybe you're aware of the kinds of movies that Tina's been involved with during the course of her career. I mean, she turned Sofia Coppola onto the Virgin Suicides. Oh, really? Michelle Gondry has thanked her in every single one of his acceptance speeches. Uh-huh. And and frankly, she's. One of the best executives you'll ever work with. Not to mention the most honest. <sighs> the stuff she says is absolutely batshit crazy. I love I, it. I sooner believe that like Jenny actually 
did switch bodies and is in like a new human sleeve and that we're on like a different time plane and that this is all in a spaceship and Sounder is going to haunt us all to the grave, then I would believe that Tina Kennard discovered the virgin suicides for Sofia Coppola. She got Sofia Coppola the book, clearly. She like handed her the book basically and was like, you should turn this into a film. That's basically what Bet's implying. It is. I she read the also, book before I saw the film, just for the record. So I should get to do Johnny's oh, movie. Oh, then you—I you would have turned Sophia onto it. You know, you would have turned next time we're at a garden party. Oh, love a garden party. Remember gardens? Remember parties? Remember and parties? then <laughs> she says that Michelle Gondry has thanked Tina in every single one of his acceptance speeches, which is so funny. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Michelle Gondry directed a ton of really popular music videos from the early aughts, and he directed Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But um, the fact that he would thank Tina Kennard in his acceptance speeches is chef's kiss. I am going to start thinking if I ever get to make an acceptance speech for anything, if anything, I'm going to thank Tina Kennard at the end. I think I'm going to do them. that too. You heard it here first. Yeah, do yeah. it. I'm going to anytime and I, I be get like, to And above all, I want to thank Tina. Like I you know who my you parents, are. I think my wife. And I would love to, above all to thank Tina Kennard. Yeah. And I don't explain who she is. Um, mm-hmm. Jenny's like, the agents well, are impressed. The agents seem super impressed. Or do they? I don't think they're looking at Bet. I think they're all looking at Tasha and Alice. <sighs> because then Sideburn's Ugh. agent is like, you guys are so fucking hot. And like offers to have sex with them. And it's just, mm-hmm. this is why straight people should not be allowed into gay establishments. In public. And they, <laughs> everyone looks at... <laughs> Everyone at the table like hears him say that and like looks at Jenny to be like, hey, this is this is your person. You don't, should tell him. Don't do that. To stop. And Jenny just is like, eh. Jenny's which like, I uh. made me mad. Yeah. I didn't care for that. Um, Jenny rolling her eyes during that whole thing was very funny, though, when Bet was talking about mm-hmm. Tina's accolades. And she's just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we go back to, uh, I believe, the poker room. We go back to the poker room. Um, Catherine is talking really fast and saying a lot of poker words and I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. It's all bananas. Like I think all they're running down was, scams. So you know what to do when the flop comes and the fat man goes all in. <laughs> yeah, of course she does. Sure. We all do. I think they're running scams, um, which is great. Be gay, do crime. But, um, Helena is like not the same person anymore. She, like, cause Catherine mm-hmm is winning every second of every conversation they have. Like it is all a top off and Catherine is winning all of it. Yeah. Also, what the fuck is Catherine's plan? What is she doing with Helena? None of this makes sense. But what does make sense is that they look beautiful together. Look, they're like a good, attractive couple together. The art direction of their interactions with each other is solid. Yes. It looks like a beautiful painting that one might paint while their lover is sleeping on a notepad. Interesting. Asleep on the notepad or painting on the notepad? I'm um, no, you're painting on the notepad. They're asleep on a uh, futon. A futon, okay. Just picture it. Sleeping on a notepad would be correct. Unpleasant. But also so artsy. Oh, like it's just so tortured. Like oh, my art, I have to sleep on the notepad for inspiration. We go back to the parking lot for more sex. The windows are fogged up. Paige wants to spend the night with her. Shane is like, what would the children say? Think of the children. Of <laughs> I thought it was really hot. I love it. I think yeah. I love their sex scenes. Um, that was great. Yep. Into it. Into Loved it. it. Back to the poker room. Mm-hmm. Helena is competing against a man. 
with a very intense toupee. Mm-hmm. And okay, this is my read on what's happening. You tell me what you think. Because again, I know absolutely nothing about any of this. It seems like Helena is pretending to be stupid mm-hmm. to try and win this guy's money. Mm-hmm. But then Catherine shows up with a glass of champagne and then they make out like furiously in front of him. And then uh-huh. he just like, he's like, I fold. And then Helena wins all the money. That seems to be the gambit. I don't. It's that I think after the, he already, I think they already made their bets or whatever. I think the idea is that Helena is supposed to seem stupid, but also like flirty, like he has a chance with her. And so then I guess, huh. and then after the, after the decisions have been made in terms of what you're betting on and what your hand is, then Catherine comes over and makes out with Helena just as like a fuck you. Interesting. Which of course is uh, how they always do it in the bar rooms of the poker palaces. In the poker rooms of this. In the poker ships. It's they, they have their own rules. Just ask Poppy. Absolutely. So who knows what the fuck is happening there? They should have gone to bareback party. They're hot though, so it's cool. Yeah, they are hot. Uh, Then um, we go back to the planet. We go back to the big big bareback album release party at the planet. I will say the full title. Grace. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have like a strong opinion on Grace. Grace is a like wearing t-shirts with slogans on them kind of person, which is like Mm -hmm. a whole identity, and that's exhausting to me. I couldn't watch this part i had to close my eyes because it was so weird and i zoned out so (laughs) much my notes are extremely minimal um (laughs) basically grace is there meets the whole gang and the agents i love that the agents are now part of the gang um correct and grace jenny says grace tells grace she likes her shirt and the shirt says war is terrorism with a bigger budget and the agents love it too which i was like that doesn't track but whatever um, and then they all go around the table and talk about their favorite anti-war t-shirt slogans. Uh-huh. Is that yeah, correct? Like, having to hear poor Jennifer Beals go, oh, I saw one that said da-da-da was just like hurt, hurt, hurt me. It hurt me say, on her behalf. Like they, they, they just give up. They were trying to figure out a way to like have this come up around Tasha. Like, yeah. They kept like forcing these weird scenes to happen around Tasha to create that conflict with her. And Alice, right. when I feel like it could have just come up on its own between the two of them at literally any time. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't need to be forced like this, but whatever. Right. Or it could have just been Grace and someone saying, I liked your t-shirt. And that could have been enough right the there. The end of it. Yeah. That that did just not so, warrant a, a round table. Because <laughs> everyone just being like, oh, yeah, I like that. Like would have been enough to make it establish what needs to be established, which is that these are all women who aren't in the military, don't have any family or friends in the military, but have very strong opinions about it. Yes. So then we hear Angus's stupid voice and he introduces Kit to come out and perform Bareback, which is coming out on Fierce Kitty Records. I wrote that in all caps because what a name. Yeah. Um, In the exact same moment as he says that, Paige and Shane come like running in, like fixing (laughs) their hair and like buttoning shirts, which was classic. And Uh then... Angus and Kit perform the song together. Well, first Poppy comes in. Poppy shows up and she's really excited that Tasha's finally at the planet. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I forgot when that happened. And then, and then, yeah. And then, then they, they start performing the song and we cut back to the audience and everyone is loving it. Everyone's having a great time. Oh my God. They're, everyone's having the time of their life. 
And you can kind of see on Kit's face, like they're singing this like sexy duet together. And like, it, which is bad, by the way. Oh, it's terrible. But like, you get the sense that like, she's just trying to like soldier through it. You know, she's like trying to like head down, power through. And then it becomes too much for her to sing this song with this man who cheated on her. And she mid song stop singing and just start screaming at Angus. Iconic. I put that clip in my L word what the fuck video like four times over and over again. Yeah. And you You're know what? Too it's hot true. To be a papa. Get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> Get the fuck off the stage, you nanny fucking mother motherfucker. So Kit screams at him in front of everybody and then leaves the stage, heads to the office. Bet is like, I'm on it. She goes to run after her. I want to point out that the Jenny book signing poster is still up on the wall right outside of Kit's office. Um, I want to point out that this is a very unfortunate record release party for for Kit. Yeah, this sucks. I feel so bad I'm like, for what's her. What's going to happen now? Like she's it, the performance is over. Yeah, I mean she's not going to go back out and perform it, right? Who I mean, are you she do did, honestly what she did. I mean, if I was a, like a big Kit Porter fan, I would be let down. But if I wasn't, I was just there. I'd be like, oh, wow, this is the most entertaining event I've ever been to (laughs) performance art. You know, I would have loved to see her throw a drink at a white man. Yes. Oh, God, that's a dream. That's a Mm -hmm. dream. So Angus is like trying to get her to open the door to the office. She's locked herself in the office. And am I correct that she is drinking? She has started drinking Mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah, it seems like she's already drunk. Yeah. So Angus has destroyed Kit's sobriety and I want to Mm -hmm. murder him fuck you angus get the fuck out of here bet shows up and she's like it's me I, I got rid of him let me in and she opens the door and she's like fuck you bet mm-hmm. which yeah um fair. i get it absolutely fair she, she's like you didn't tell me and you knew she said you protected him when you knew he was lying and cheating and bet's like no i was protecting you i didn't want you to get hurt that's why i told him to break it off that is so condescending mm-hmm and yeah, like, it's not up for Bet to decide. You like, don't get to decide what that. Kit needs to be protected no. from. It's like it's as if like Bet looks at her as this like damaged person that she needs to protect from the world. But she's like, yeah, a successful business owner. She is an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. She is she's her own a, fucking person and can make up her. She's own She's a decision. fierce kitty. She's fierce kitty records. Um. So yeah. So then Kit storms out of her own office, leaving Bet in the office. And she walks out into the planet and then we cut to Tina's dumb face. And she's like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And then Kit goes up to Poppy and she's like, can you get me out of here? And Poppy is like, I thought you'd never ask. And they (laughs) This uh, Poppy is thrilled. This is the greatest night of Poppy's life. Not the greatest night night of most other people's lives, but Mm -hmm. Poppy's in very happy. Then the casino um Back to the, uh, poker post poker, poker pokes they won the money there's men putting large sums of cash into a briefcase in the way that you only ever see done in movies uh-huh. and they're making out in front of the money uh-huh 
And then Catherine says that Helena's going to come to Mallorca with her. And Helena's like, what? And then they have a top off in the hallway where they keep taking turns pushing each other up against a wall, which is <laughs> very funny. Um, my only note for this scene is this is bad. This is not going anywhere good. Like the, the end result of wherever this is, which again, I don't entirely understand, is not good. Mm -hmm. So then we go to, we're outside Alice's apartment. Tasha is driving Alice home on her motorcycle. Hot. And, and Alice is like, wants to talk. She actually says, I didn't know you were so upset. <laughs> you didn't? Oh boy. I think you super did. And you're trying mm -hmm. to not have to take any responsibility for anything right now. Yeah. How would but, you feel if I showed up with a t-shirt that said our chart doesn't work? Oh my God. I wish. I wish. And this would be like, oh my could... God, the bumper sticker I saw was like our chart. You're not on it. And someone else is like, <laughs> it's like I, our, I saw when it was like our chart is revealing private information about people's sexual activity <laughs> on the internet. And it was like a really good t-shirt. And then uh, Alice would be like, what? And um, that would be totally fine. And then she'd be upset. And then later you could be like, I didn't know you were upset. <laughs> yeah, but I would. I, I would have known I was, I'd be lying. I yeah. knew. I feel like Alice perceptive. is super lying because she definitely was perceptive enough to know what was happening in the scene. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the, you know, there was a lot of drama. Kit screamed at Angus, mm -hmm. so they didn't have time to talk about it. Whatever. Um, then they have um, a tiny, a tiny mini top off of going inside <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> t-shirts talk about t-shirts and armor mm -hmm. metaphorically literally and uh they're gonna go inside and work that out yeah. uh meanwhile we go back to we go to the dance club that poppy has taken kit to yes. poppy is wearing an iconic outfit in that she is wearing simply a vest just the vest simply just a simply. vest <laughs> Faster than all the best. Oh, the rest. <laughs> and a hat. She has a hat. The hat has a lot of character. And she's wearing very low-rise pants. Lots of low-rise pants happening in 2007, you know? Yeah. And she's got a smooth torso plane there. And she's ready to get Kit the best mojito she has ever tasted. So because I, Poppy doesn't know that Kit yeah. is an alcoholic. Yes. Poppy doesn't know uh, right. Kit is sober and um, is just bringing her drinks and showing her a good time. Which from her point of view, she's like, you're sad. I'm going to like cheer you up. And obviously yeah. I want sex with you. Um, but she's missing some information, which makes this a she bit is. tragic. Yeah. She says she's going to treat her like a lady. Kit is already trashed. Like she's just yeah. like, all right, cool. It's a bummer. Then we mm -hmm. cut back to Alice's where she and Tasha are fighting about the military industrial complex. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and Tasha is talking about their liberal bullshit and then talks about building schools in Iraq. And Alice is like, that's just for George Bush's pocket. And Tasha is like, you don't know anything about what it's like. Uh, this, it does feel a little bit like this is not going to work. It just seems like them. they have some fundamental differences that that mm -hmm. maybe can't be conquered by love. But what do Correct. I know? Does love conquer all? Look, everyone made we'll some find points out. in this scene. Points were made. Um, points were made. I, I I will say though that I think I think that they did not in this scene or future scenes do a very good job with really showing where Tasha was coming from. No, I agree with you. 
or like, like and also what her political stance is you know right. what i mean like on all of it like yeah and how she yeah they really don't anyway so next next kitten poppy back at the club they're dancing kid is so wasted poppy's mm-hmm. all over her is this when Poppy like takes her hat off and does that little like move with her hat where she she's like bending over and like oh like, shit like, I don't remember if it's this one or the next time we cut back to them okay but it does it's happen cl- and it's classic beautiful we go back to the fancy hotel that Catherine lives in again what is her deal I, yeah and who knows she, we it, go back to the clue the mansion where Catherine is hiding bodies and yeah. um they're literally she's carrying the suitcase of money. And Helena's like, oh, I need to check on the children. And she's like, nope, you aren't allowed. Man, mm-hmm. remember when Helena Peabody was such a top? <laughs> Where'd that? Where'd she Barely. go? Barely. Her this money is, was her power. That's true. That's such ooh, good point. So Catherine throws Helena on a bed. And then she does that thing in movies where you take all the money, all the cash, and you like roll around <laughs> in it on the bed. Um, uh-huh. which like looks really fun in movies uh-huh. but then you remember that money is like probably the dirtiest surface note to man yeah. um, and watching this scene especially in a post-COVID world I was <laughs> truly beside myself in terror this scene is um, illegal um, <laughs> I it's actually not legal you're not allowed to spread your girl toys legs girl run, toy. run dirty money down her perfectly her perfect thighs with your dirty grubby hands and go show me the money she says show me the money 17 times she says it so many times wait it's great because helena keeps like picking the money up to show it Uh yeah she's like here helena also doesn't know what's happening show me the money again this was also in my what the fuck video and we're led to believe i think that uh she's gonna make a little money tampon for Helena. That's where I thought this was going and went. Um, we don't really have any way of knowing, but I also think we are correct. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was thinking of though, is that like, and I doubt anyone actually thought about this, but Helena, she, if she's a Peabody, which I assume is like being a Getty in this world, like $50,000 isn't that much money. No. And I feel like in her world. Yeah. Like, and I, we know that she's been cut off and that like money is a, things she wants back very badly but 50k is not anything to her even even in like her quote-unquote new poverty like i still don't think she'd be that jazzed about fifty thousand dollars um which feels like a bit of a confusing i feel like that's a problem throughout throughout the season yeah but um with this whole but really my problem is um don't put money inside your body anyway (laughs) yeah and also just this isn't like a good sex thing it's not a fun one it's not one of the funner ones. If I were to rank all the sex things, I'd put this one kind of low on that. On that, getting fucked by dollar bills is low on the list. Uh-huh. You're saying? Yeah, and also yeah, just feels... the the sincerity. Like, there's no irony. There's none. Catherine is fully committed to every time she says, "Show me the money." She's committed. She's borderline angry about it when she is not yeah. shown the money she wants to be shown. Yeah. Does Catherine um, make jokes? Catherine doesn't seem to make jokes. Catherine is maybe the most serious person on the show. She might be more serious than Tasha. The Tasha. <laughs> um, who is very serious. But Catherine yeah. is like a Disney villain. Yeah. She is. Um, she looks like one too. Person. She does, which I'm all for it. You Into. put horns on her head, Maleficent. Come on. Yeah. How's your Disney villain puzzle going? Um, Reese, when I tell you that we built the outline 
and then it sat on the table for <laughs> a long time and then I just put it I just took the borders and put them back in the box and I was like <laughs> when I'm ready to do it I will just do it because it's just been haunting me mm, that's so not not well I guess is the answer to that okay um so then we go back to Alice's and they're basically talking about the whole situation, which is true, where um, kids lower income uh, kids end up in the military because it's really their only chance at getting out of the, at getting out of their hometowns and also at getting their college paid for. And uh, then Alice starts talking about the kids in the ghetto. Oh. And then Tasha's like, "You think I'm from the ghetto?" It's bad. It's just like, this is terrible. Um, but then it turns around because Tasha's like, What the fuck? Do you think I want to kill people? Well, why are you there? The question is, why the fuck am I here? Because we want to fuck each other. And I think I screamed when I first saw that. I think I did too. I was like, oh my God. Tasha oh, like, it's great goes for it they are like hooking up she fucking carry picks her up and yes. carries her into the bedroom oh uh -huh. my god tasha yes it's incredible and you the song like just another soldier in the army of love starts that was playing. a bit much and tasha's like carrying her it's like yes sex and uh Alice tries to keep talking about stuff and tasha's oh like Please shut alice up so is always trying to you. have conversations during uh -huh. sex on the show like shut she up is. It's true. Uh, and Tasha's like, can you shut up and let me fuck you? Which is a great line. Mm -hmm. Then we see Poppy and Kit. Poppy is taking Kit home. Um, they kiss. Kit's like, fuck me so I forget, which is not great. I don't love this journey for her. Um, and she passes out. And she passes out. And Poppy's like, oh, cool. We're going to go to sleep. And so she, obviously she stops. Presumably they go to sleep. Yeah. The next morning. We know that's the next morning because the sun is up. This is another episode that takes place in one day. Here comes the um, sun. Do, 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 do. And Alice and Tasha are in bed. It's cute. And Alice immediately fucking starts talking about Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah. And and, George, and then Tasha's like, your bush is the only bush I want to think about. It's I didn't write that down cute. because that made me want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we all know that Alice has such... Uh, feelings about the bush administration we had no idea i mean we all did obviously the bush administration was, was bad um, uh, full of war criminals yeah then we go to <gasps> then we go to wax, wax. <laughs> oh, oh i missed you wax. wax it's the school field trip to a skateboard shop awesome <laughs> totally cool i'm glad the administration uh proved this <laughs> My school trips were just like to museums and shit. This is. Oh, really? This We yeah. took some bananas field trips, to be honest. I mean, I told you last time we went, we did a field trip to McDonald's. We once stopped at a, we more than once stopped on, at a McDonald's to eat on the way to a field trip. You know, like we got a tour of oh, like all fuck, where really? they, it was actually really interesting. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. Sort of like the skate shop thing. This can be really interesting. You know what I think is great? If I was leaving a school, I'd be like, let's get the kids on like on little tiny sheets that have wheels on the bottom yes and let's like have them like going up and down a, a little I ramp let's do that what what insurance do we have what enough do we on? have the right insurance for this because this is concerning me it is as an observer but, you know these liberal schools 
They hate gay people, but they love they love uh, going to their losses. skate shops. <laughs> they sure do. Um, so yeah, it's Shane setting up for the big field trip. Paige is helping her. Shane seems nervous. Um, mm-hmm. That's all I got out of this. We cut to Poppy and Kit. They are waking up. Um, Poppy tells her what happened, that she would never take advantage of her. And then Kit is sad that she didn't make the chart. Mm-hmm. We also find out that Poppy lives in Echo Park. Yes, that's right. Then we go back to Wax. You're going to get one more of those, so hang on a second. We see Shane adjusting a child's helmet and then sending them off to ride on the death trap of a half pipe. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Shane's talking to one of the moms, uh, presumably, and Shane is trying to find a new place to live. She is trying to get out of the house that she is sharing with Jenny max and you know she's got a kid now she's got to find a different place to live and the Mm -hmm. woman is actually a realtor and suggests that she look at this place in silver lake that she is listing i love when she's like if you moved a little bit east and then suggest (laughs) silver lake silver lake and west hollywood are it's not just a little bit further east (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah it's quite east it's a lot also not cheaper do you think in 2007 it was though Oh yeah, maybe. Because I feel like now, now I mean it's now not. everyone yeah, now it's not. Maybe it was then, but, yeah. Probably in two thousand seven it was. But so Shane, yeah, they want like she wants like a yard for her little family. And I, even though I know that's not gonna happen, I was like, um, you can't move to Silver Lake. The show relies on all of you guys living close to each other. What are you doing to my story? Stop yeah. it. You're like, this isn't gonna happen because of the story. Then we return to Alice's abode yes. where alice has a bowl of clotted cream i don't know what that is i don't either and bananas because <laughs> they're going to have a little cream and banana breakfast in bed it's cute yeah it's it's cute it's really cute and i love it and i remember the scene and the colors are great like the light coming in and like yes the lighting i don't is know really nice the sheets are really nice. I don't know. It's all like, it looks really great, but also they are like making the most annoying, like chewing, smacking, (laughs) slurping noises. (laughs) And I'm just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. But it's cute. They seem to have one thing in common, like having sex with each other and they look great doing it. They sure do. So they'll be in love pretty soon. Yeah. I'm happy for both of them. Also that, that sex scene, the, we want to fuck each other throw against the wall sex scene i think one when we did our albert sex scenes ranked i think that was what got, got number, number one. one i think congratulations so, yeah. to alice and tasha good job ladies congratulations Woo! then we go back to wax okay so this part is ridiculous <laughs> some of the parents think that shane should mass market the wax clothing line and sell them at places like Fred Siegel. That's right. <laughs> the vest that you could gig in showing up at Fred Siegel. Uh-huh. That's charming. I, I, you know what I thought this was? What? Maybe it was trying to be like Free City. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Like 100%. Anyway, I'm not going to buy those vests. I don't need to gig in a vest. No. I Poppy has a vest. That's a, that's She has a vest. Yeah. Hey, remember all... Carmen, that character? No. Mm-mm. No. 
Shay comes up and asks Shane if he can go to this kid's birthday party next weekend. And they actually have a really cute interaction. And we see Shay smile like a big giant kid smile, which is like, I think the first time you've ever seen him do that on the show. And it's like, for a second, you're like, wow, things are like really coming together. Like, this is great. Like, I had this moment watching it where I was like, this is this is pretty nice. This is working out. Until I, I felt nervousness about whether or not he was going to be a good actor or not. Oh, I mean, he's not. He's a little kid. He's a small child. Then Shay walks away and Shane looks back and looks at him and he's like staring at something like he's seen a ghost. Yeah. And Shane gets up to go see what he is looking at and it's their fucking father. It is. Eric Roberts back. is back. I wish it had been the Marshmallow Man. That would have been. From Ghostbusters. That, oh, yeah. That would have been way better. Even Slimer would have been better. Yeah, Slimer would have been better. Or um, any fictional like, character showing up would have yeah, been like better. The, the witch the, from um, Wizard of Oz. The, the Good Witch. Glenda. The Good Witch. The good, yeah. yeah, but played um, by Kristen Chenoweth. Scooby-Doo could have shown up. That would have been great. Scooby-Doo, yeah. Any of the Scooby gang. Eh, love any those Scoobies. guys. Vampires, Uta the Vampire could have come back. That would have been thing. cool. That would have been super cool. She would have been looking for it Alice been Carmen. there. But... Right. It could have been Marina. Marina they really shown up. set it up to be Marina. You it know? should have been Marina. It should have been Marina. <laughs> and Shay should have been totally terrified of her because they have a secret <laughs> past together that we didn't, don't even know about. Right. Marina she was, is Shay's real mom. She's like the headmistress of a terrifying school <laughs> <laughs> that Shay escaped from and then went to go live in West Hollywood. Anyway, right. that's He's the on episode. The <laughs> yep. The end. Oh, well, do we have any okay. top off points to award to Bet or Jody? No, we do not. Nothing happened. With we that. don't because their argument was just sort of ended. It was neutral and that scene ended awkwardly and we never went back to it. And it was very strange. Okay. Um. No. So what do you think of the episode? This episode... I can't tell what I thought of it. I don't okay. have an opinion. I, well, I love the Shane and Paige sex scenes. I love yes. Natasha and Alice sex scene. Yes. Um, I think that Grace's webpage is, is iconic. Banging. <laughs> <laughs> what a banging blog. Uh-huh. Um, it was fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's a fine okay. episode. Um, it's fine. I wish Jamie Babbitt had gotten a more fun episode to a more fun script mm -hmm. to work with um, because yeah. she's such a fun director and brings so much to what she directs usually. Um, yeah. But this was fine. I'm glad I finally screamed at Angus and broke up mm -hmm. with him and I would love to never see him again. Yeah. But we're gonna, um, as usual, the bad parts involved straight men. Yeah, so I, I mean, but also like I don't I feel like I don't really know anything right now. Like I don't know if I like this episode. I don't know anything about anything right now. Date it is. Um Yeah. You know what? It's it, it was an episode. It was not the best of this mm. season. It was okay. It was not the That's worst. A, it was not the worst. It was not the best. It was fine. It was fine. Good sex, bad t shirts. That's a really good summary. Yeah. That would be better I, than that. I want to make like cap. um an L word like pastry, like an afternoon tea, L word theme afternoon tea where we'll have like a pair of polenta tarts, which obviously I'll have to like, you know, mortgage a house or something to get yeah, to buy one. It's going to be tough. Even though I don't 
have a house, but, um, and also have like bananas and clotted cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and the menu the can be mojito. written. The, the menu could be written in papyrus, which we, I, I took a screenshot. The menu at the planet is written in the papyrus font. It's very disappointing. Right. I now I remember you texted us that, but I don't remember seeing it in the thing. You'll have to send it to I'll me. I'll send it to you again. What's it's, on the menu? Quinoa. In this one scene, it says assorted pastries. Hmm. And then the font is too small to read. And it says each $4 basket $14. Hmm. It's hard to read. Um, but it's at the moment that the agents walk in the door uh, when Jenny sees them. Anyway. Well, homo erect us. Ugh. Homo erect us all. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Yeah. Thanks. Mm. It was fun. Yes. You can follow this podcast if you're not already on the socials. We are at to Ellen Beck. Um, Auto Straddle is at Auto Straddle. Reese is at AutoWin. I am at CarlyTron. Mm-hmm. And you could email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. We have a hotline. It's 971-217-6130. We have merch at store.autostraddle.com. Our theme song was by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And the production of this podcast is done by the one and only Lauren Karen Klein. Oh, that's my word. One, two, three. Larch. Legible. Did you say large one? Uh-huh. <laughs> I said legible because I was just looking at a little to-do list that I had written here and some of the items on the list are not legible. Maybe you should have put them in papyrus. Maybe. Maybe. That just goes to show you guys, if you want to remember what you got to do for the day, you got to put it in papyrus or write it on papyrus. The Egyptians did it in the ancient days and you can too. The ancient days. Correct. In the Bible. It's in the Torah. Ah, just read it. Amazing. What a great sign off for this week. It's in the Torah. Just read it. It's amazing. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Topping, laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.